You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes football beat writer here at the Herald. But this week, we are also joined by Michelle Kaufman, our Hurricanes basketball beat writer here at the Herald. A uh, lot to talk about uh, this time of year. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of basketball to get to. The women are playing today in the ACC tournament, so we won't touch on that, really, because it could be out of date, I guess, depending on what happens in that game. Uh, men obviously going for ACC title this weekend against Pittsburgh. Um, incredible season. We will definitely, I'm not sure if we'll get into them a ton specifically this week. We'll definitely come back, bring you back in a couple of weeks as we get a little closer to the tournament. But Michelle, you're on this week. Mostly we want to talk to you about um, the NCAA investigation in Miami, the athletic department going on probation um, over uh, the NCAA's findings slash decision on uh, Miami's recruitment of the Cavender twins and John Ruiz's involvement. Uh, Michelle, you obviously were covering that story uh, at the end of last week. Uh, so why don't you really quickly just kind of like give us a, the primer, the details, and then we'll talk about what this means for the athletic department. Uh, as a whole and kind of specifically the basketball programs. Yeah. It really only affects the women's basketball program. Um, The, you know, this is a, it's really a minor, it's a level two penalty. It's a level two transgression. Um, You know, it it took four months for them to, they dug around for four months and this is the big, (laughs) the big thing that they unearthed was that Katie Meyer had that what happened was uh, real quickly is that, John Ruiz was trying to get a hold of the Cavender twins. You know, the Cavender twins have 4 million TikTok followers. They're obviously social media phenoms. He was trying to get a hold of them when he heard that they were being recruited here. And, uh, you know, they were not answering his calls or they weren't able to make the meeting set up. So he, he met Katie. It just so happens there was an event on campus for donors and coaches and like, you know, school administrators, they had a, a like a function a social function. And Katie Meyer met John Ruiz for the first time at that event in April. And he mentioned to her, you know, that he was trying to get a hold of the twins and that he had called the agent or whatever. And so anyway, the twins are very, very selective about who they speak to. And they have an agent, they have an attorney, their parents are involved. And, uh, you know, they were maybe a little bit reluctant uh, to talk to somebody or talk to him. So Katie let, told one of her assistants to let them know, sent a text saying, you know, let them know that he is a legit booster and it's okay for them to talk to him. And then she told him, uh, you know, I passed along the message and, you know, they're going to get hold of you through their agent. And that's it. And they were that's already, all it is. Michelle, they, they had were, already, they had exactly. already decided they were coming here. We're they had already, here. they were already going to transfer here. Um, and so, you know, they were, they had already made that decision 
Also, they are millionaires. They literally are millionaires. So, you know, the fact that the NCAA decided to, you know, to to drop sanctions because Katie Meyer helped facilitate a meeting between two millionaires and a booster. You know, it's kind of silly, my opinion, really silly. But anyway, what it comes down to, it was a level two, which means one year of probation a $5,000 fine plus 1% of the women's basketball budget, uh, you know, 7% reduction of official visits, you know, this coming year, uh, nine recruiting in-person days off for this coming year. Um, You know, so, and and then the three-game suspension, which was 10% of the the season, which she already served at the beginning of the season. Michelle, when you're done, I have to make a comment, though. You know, for NCAA, because uh, I was involved a little bit in this story, too, and I know John Ruiz. And for the NCAA to, um, you know, they're saying four-month investigation, fine, okay? Except, or maybe it was with the UM or something. But but they came in June. Yeah, last I was going to say, we know they, they've okay? been poking around I wrote, almost yeah, a year I mean, ago. Yeah. I wrote a story in June 2022, obviously, that they that the NCAA, more than one person, was on campus interviewing John Ruiz, um, and he volunteered to be interviewed. I mean, he they, you know, he didn't have to say yes. He's not, you know, whatever. And and so he talked, and they, yeah, yeah exactly. So, and and then the other thing, so they've been chipping away at this. The other thing that's interesting, Michelle, that you told me that we really didn't weren't able to, we didn't really explain it in the story, is that the NCAA, I think, um, you know, UM put out a statement that UM, the UM athletic department, was on probation. I think right for something like that or was yeah but that's only because it was a negotiated settlement yeah it's only because the wording that's semantics it was a negotiated it's not that the ncaa was dropping this sanction it was officially a negotiated agreement between um and the ncaa and so um as the entity that was negotiating this agreement um as an entity is on probation for one year but it's really the women's basketball mm-hmm. team that's on probation. Right. But I, the one thing, and that's good, because I don't think a lot of people know that really, that the, the, maybe that's the weeds. But the other thing is, um, I think UM, the negotiation part, I think, I think, excuse me, the NCAA really wanted UM to disassociate with John Ruiz, okay, as a booster or whatever. Yeah, of course, he gives a ton of money to, the, to different programs and athletics as yeah. a whole. Also but, hilarious that he wanted to not I, be classified as a booster. I don't understand how yeah, that... Well, no, David, yeah. no, David, well, wait, wait, David. He said, he 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 told me, and that's in, in the story, actually. He said, as far as all of athletics and him giving zillions of dollars, a lot of money, um, yes, he's a booster. He yeah. knows. But yep. as far as this... Um, right in this instance yeah yeah that night or he's saying i'm not saying it he's saying he wasn't and he you know and that he wasn't trying to you know entice them to come because they had already decided to come right but i think the ncaa would have liked uh um to disassociate itself or to say something with john ruiz in the whatever uh, agreement they had and um's not dumb enough to do that. I mean, John Ruiz has been very beneficial for the program in a lot of ways. Now, in a lot of ways, okay. Now, in the end, uh, you know, I can't look at the future. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, well, he drew attention. To be honest, 
Yeah, if I mean, that's what this tweeted out. If right, that's what this whole thing comes down picture, to. They would have never even known about it. This wouldn't even, we would not even be discussing this. The reason right. that the red flag was raised is that he posted a picture on Twitter and is boasting day, you know, every day about the dollar figures that he's paying these players. And, you know, that picture with the Cavender twins at his house before they had officially signed with UM, right. that right. is what raised the flag. Had he not posted that picture? We wouldn't even be having this conversation. Right. But right. you're not saying I know, Michelle, that you're not seriously that you're not saying it's OK if you do something wink, wink, that's not kosher. No, I'm just saying that not that to, you know, it's OK I'm if you don't post the, it. I'm saying it's the world of NIL right now. Right. We're talking that's the, about that's millionaires. what this, that's what this larger story is. The is larger that... story is that athletes, these athletes are not amateurs anymore. The rules need to change. And that's the column that I wrote. Yeah. You can't keep. You cannot keep policing college athletes when they are literally signing million dollar contracts, million dollar yeah, contracts. You, you could go to any any major program around the country and and Miami's including this. Everyone is technically breaking the rules that yes. exist, but the rules are so vague and so they're archaic. They and, they're, and they're not and they're different. With each state, yeah. I mean, each states states and they're the unenforceable because because there's no no one signed. There's no uniform paperwork anyone signs with NIL. There can be handshake agreements. There can be verbal agreements. Um, so those are the rules that are like the rules of like the pay for play, which is the original thing that was um, like they wanted to not. That was the one thing they wanted not to happen was they didn't want pay for play. They didn't want guys to come specifically because they had this offer of right. But the truth dollars. is, uh, even that's happening that, everywhere. That's happening in Miami. That, that's, that's happening silly. everywhere. I mean, athletes know which schools are giving money right, and when exactly. they're deciding which school they're going to go to. It's right. like, like, oh, la, saying, la, 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 I don't, I don't know about how much money yeah. anyone's giving. No, no, I'm going to go to that school right. and then I'll find out. So that is all unenforceable giving. basically. Uh, totally and so this is the one thing they could kind of get where they were like, all right, we, this is a very minor violation, but we can prove it basically. Yeah. And they wanted to just say, Hey, we're watching. You because know. technically the coaches are not supposed to link Be people involved up with at all. But yeah. I know that happens at schools everywhere. Like I, I yeah. know other ACC programs, just talking to recruits and football and stuff. I know other programs do that, but they're not putting those boosters aren't putting it on social media. And making, exactly. And how do the boosters, trail, like, if, really there if there wasn't, if there wasn't, if there wasn't any communication with any of the coaches, how would the boosters know who they're recruiting? I mean, you know, this is all public information. Everybody knows everybody's talking. And again, we're talking about, Athletes that are making thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds, thousands, and millions of dollars. Yeah, so it's silly to say that a coach cannot, you know, send a text telling a, a student athlete that that booster is a legitimate booster of that program. That's yeah, all it's she like did. Those, That's all Katie it's did. The dumbest, like the most, the least important thing in the, all the rules they have is this little detail. And honestly, yes. probably the one that benefits the athletes the most. Because, um, you know, if Katie Meyer is vouching for someone, like exactly. that, that means something more than just you walk out of the building and a guy's standing there with a Well, that's the thing. They were, they were reluctant. So, they were reluctant. Yeah, the right. twins were reluctant and their coach, you know, was trying to help. And like, saying, this is the hey, one listen, rule that probably should legit. not exist. <laughs> yeah. Here's either your coach is telling you, I can vouch for this guy. He's a legitimate booster. Feel free to talk to him. He's not some Yahoo off the street, you know. So they don't know him. They're coming from Fresno State. They have no yeah. idea. They're being bombarded by all these people they don't know. And so if your coach says, hey, this, this guy's okay, you can talk to him. That's all that happened. That's literally all that happened. So, yeah. so yeah. 
So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, it's interesting. We're talking about this on, on the same day or the day after the new NCAA president uh, began. And that was the first talking point of his like intro media availability was like, uh, obviously, Ben NIL, it's the, the toughest, you know, it doesn't seem like he's coming in with like a ton of like, like uh, knows exactly what changes are going to be made, but at least he knows changes need to be made. And um, we'll see. I mean, the rules that exist today, I would like kind of be shocked if they exist in the same manner at all right. this time right. next year hey, like guys, it's such a changing this, landscape obviously when this happened when this first ha- was it it was in july it was in two years ago that nil like yeah 2021 july 1st 2021 okay yeah. i just have to say remember when we were writing those stories and oh, I it was like dear king college hunks hauling junk yeah, and... well and i know michelle was writing that there are like there are women you know that are getting yeah. a lot of money but mostly mostly we were writing about kids getting like a thousand a month yeah and stuff like that it's it's really um progressed i guess i don't know it's really changed a little so well the barn door is open the barn door is flung open now and the idea of paying the guys or paying athletes men or women under under the the table table, now it's above the table it's all above the table now the money's just being exchanging hands above the table with agents involved the athletes have agents for God's well, sake. The, yeah. Michelle, you it's, know. It was the Wild West is a cliche, but that's it's there are no rules. It's the wild I there's no, there's no rules. But uh, no I that's true, but I have to say that, that there's no doubt that like a a ton of program athletic pro, college athletic programs that these some these kids, how can they not be getting recruited? through nil they are oh, i'm not yeah. saying that um is doing it i i'm i'm sure there are programs that are like michelle would say through back doors making sure that the big money goes to players they really well, want the doors. No. it's not even hard like yeah because if you're just talking to a guy like the ncaa is not checking every athlete's cell phone records to see who no. they're talking to like right now very easy to just at a, any school to like have a booster call you not or a booster not a booster but right. a guy an nil guy call you before you're while you're getting recruited and right. say, and say hey, hey if you, if you, if you here, go to this school you're gonna get this i'm saying it's unenforceable if you come here you're there's this businessman here who has a bank and you're going to be representing the <laughs> bank and doing hey that know. businessman can call you and say if you come here yeah we're going to give you two million dollars and yeah that's technically against the rules but it's unenforceable like there's no way to prove it unless you're and again, John Ruiz hasn't done this exactly, although he's gotten close a couple times uh, of saying, the, of I think really he has pushed the pay for play component of this more brazenly than anyone else. Yeah. Um, or flirted with that line, I think, more brazenly than anyone else. But, um, you know, unless you're putting it out on Twitter, like these, the dollar figures are all unknown. The uh, specific deals are all unknown. Like if you do it all, behind the scenes and just on your own in private, like the NCAA can't do anything about it. Like they Yeah. And by the way, one of the Cavender twins, um Haley, I don't know which one it was, but tweeted that Michelle you saw tweeted yeah, Haley. Yeah. Haley yeah, she was, did yeah. like yeah. She posted kind of a you know, kind of a I don't mocking. want to say a middle finger, but mocking, yeah, mocking, mocking the NCAA. NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And 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 that that tweet got like I don't know to get over a million. It got a zillion. Got a lot of. Uh, got a lot of. Yeah, because I think everybody, news. most people agree with that. That the NCAA yeah. needs to, they need to join the twenty first century. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Michelle, uh, before we let you go, um, we'll stay away from the women's team because we don't know what's going to happen tonight. But the men uh, playing Pittsburgh this weekend, um, chance to win the ACC. How how confident are you feeling in in the Canes this weekend? Well, you know, coming off what they did against FSU, I think that was definitely, and sounds cliche, but a wake-up call. I mean, Mm -hmm. they, you know, they were leading by 25 points and they squandered a 25-point lead. I don't see them doing that again. There's a lot on the line. It's at home. It's senior day. The place is sold out. It's the first official sellout of the season, I believe. Um, So the place is going to be rocking. And I think, you know, for the season finale, senior day at home with the ACC regular season title on the line. And, you know, now Pitt's going to be hungry, too, because they're coming off a loss. They they lost Mm -hmm. to Notre Dame. So both teams are going to be hungry. But Miami has done so well at home up until this last week. Um, You know, they were 15 and 0 at home. So uh, I see my. I feel pretty confident that Miami will win this game. All right, uh, Michelle, we'll have to get you back on uh, next week. week or the week after yeah. um, to talk and ACC slash NCAA tournament. Uh, you can follow until then. You can follow Michelle on Twitter at Cough Sports. Uh, we will uh, and obviously check out the Miami Herald for all of her coverage of the University of Miami. Her weekly columns, what that goes up every Wednesday. Your column um, and. Uh, obviously uh soccer season is underway too so mls you're yes. you're very busy this time of year thanks for taking some time to talk to us um and uh, we're going to take a quick break and then susan and i will be back to do a quick spring football preview get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, we are back uh, for a spring football preview. Miami kicks off its spring practice schedule uh, Saturday. Uh, It'll be, I mean, last year was obviously the most interesting spring. Like anytime there's a new head coach, that is uh, very interesting. Um, This one kind of like, I think we talked about this off off mics uh last week it's like the restart right it's like yeah 2.0 uh, do over it's it's very very fresh again yep. um so yep 
we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do our usual thing. We're gonna do five, five the five questions we have, five things we we got an eye on, whatever, however you want to phase it. We should come up with a cashy name for this segment because we do it enough. But uh, about, our, five, how about, how about our five biggest questions going into spring. Yeah, how about practice. Mario Crystal 2.0? The Mario Crystal Wall. The spring 2.0. Yeah. The second, you know, let's do it again. Or, okay. Or uh, number one I got on this list is how much difference is the offense going to look? Obviously, two new coordinators. I'm interested to see the defense. The defense, uh, it seemed like Mario was like, – like you can only change so much on defense. The offense is the big question because they go from um, a – not a pro style, but a more traditional bunch set, a lot of bunch formations, uh, power spread was what they call it, to Shannon Dawson coming from – uh, the the Hal Mummy Air Raid coaching tree, obviously coach for Dana Holgerson uh, at Houston, another Air Raid guy. Um, yeah, I, I'm fascinated. Just to, you know, you can only see so much in spring, as we say a lot. Obviously, until the spring game, I think you get a decent sense by the spring game, but um, only get so much from seeing guys throw on air. But just it's I, it has a chance to be such a dramatic shift. I'm I'm going. I'm that that's got to be the number one storyline going into training camp to me yeah i well i yeah i think so i i think the number one story is even broader i think it's well a, yeah like it's the uh, wholesale mean, for, change right yes but, for me it's like second year wholesale change again yeah. and, well kind of all five of these things we're going to talk about all fit into that one larger story so yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah 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 but that's the that's what i'm mostly yeah that's what I'm mostly looking. It's just like last year. What's the atmosphere going to be like? What? Yes, right. there's going to be the offenses. I'm excited actually about a new offense, definitely. Um, and you know that there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm and you know screaming happily and mm-hmm. you know being gung ho, rah rah rah, and you know with the coaches are going to be loud again. I swear it is going to be like a do over from last yeah. year. Um, in the beginning, but you know. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. They're not going to show us anything. First no. of all, first of all, in the beginning, I think it's the first three days you're not allowed to. Yeah, no pads. Allowed, no pads. I mean, you, you they gradually add the pads, but there's yeah. no contact uh, for sure. And uh, it's just shorts and I think like jerseys with no pads at all yeah. the first time. I think there's like, I don't know, even, they don't even have shells. Um, but, you know, David, the... The thing is, there's not a lot of, you know, the wide receivers are kind of like the same. A lot of them. I know yeah. there's a couple of new ones. I know we're going to talk about that. But, you know, to me, it's like, or, you know, is when's the wide receiver? Wait, this is like a broken record. Uh, sorry. When's the wide when's receiver, receiver going to step up? Yeah. Yeah. Like- when are they? When is, when is, are we going to see some, like, like a really, special incredible i was hoping colby young i'm i know we're gonna t- I, i'm hoping he could yeah. be but um yeah I, it's exciting for sure to see uh dawson i'm really psyched that there's a new sorry josh but a new yeah well, and, and the reason i you know like i don't even have defense like how different is the defense gonna look i don't even have that as one of our five questions because mm-hmm. I, there's only so much you can see in the spring but the reason this one right. specifically is so interesting to me is because an air raid, and that's he doesn't run strictly air raid, but an air raid is such a different, such a unique, you know, it's like it's like switching from something to a triple option. It's it's its own, um, I'm not quite that extreme, obviously, but like it's 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 such a unique um 
type of offense that, that doesn't look a lot like anything else. So I, I think we could see, you know, we might get a sense actually of, of how different this offense is going to look. Cause it, it's just because it's such an extreme shift from one. Yeah. Not all the way at one pole to the other pole, but we're, we're, you're definitely going from one end of the spectrum of like what an offensive philosophy can be to, to pretty far on the other end. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we can kind of go right into whatever your second. Yeah, My number two is, is uh yeah, how much, how much we're going to see Tyler Van Dyke. Um, yeah. we talked, we've talked a lot about like, as, as the last season came to an end and, and obviously as some of the coaching changes started to happen is like Tyler obviously missed a lot of time last year. Um, yes, he did that shoulder. Um, I think for a while you, you were of the, the thought that are they, is he even going to play in the spring? I think when you make some coaching changes, you, you, you have to throw out a little bit more of that caution that an established quarterback that you would usually take with an established quarterback like Tyler Van Dyke, where there's not a competition and, you know, he's going to be the guy. So I'm, I'm just interested. Is he going to be a full participant? Um, obviously quarterbacks never get hit. So right. And that's be a full participant and not a hundred, a hundred percent in a way that like a running back would have to be to be a full participant. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, it's a shoulder injury, right. That, that can linger. Um, I'm, oh, I'm interested to see I, yeah. what we're going to see from Tyler Van Dyke. I'm interested in seeing that. I, I, he'll be there. Yeah. I would uh, guess. I mean, assuming did, an injury, he'll play in the spring game. Like I would think, I would like, think but he, he did not have surgery. I know that. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, but he had bad, it was, yeah. and he kept her, it was multiple injuries. There were ligaments right? involved. Whether it was the same well, injury, were. both times, it was the shoulder, both times. And yeah. There's yeah I I I, I they're uh they're gonna be really careful about him he'll go he'll throw um and I think you know God for you know God help I should say any player who mistakenly bumps into him <laughs> okay I, yeah. I I mean so that's what they have to be careful about they really have to be careful I think in my opinion I know it's football and all that but they really have to protect him this spring. And maybe yeah. I'm thinking maybe he'll be a little limited. I, I mean, I yeah, it's we, like we said, we quarterback is different, beginning. right? Because like you can be limited. Like, what does limited even mean for a quarterback, right? Like, right, they're going to have them. Th- we know how it is, David. They start out, they all throw. However, they're a little. Although it'll be interesting to see the drills they do. By the way, that mm. that's going to be interesting too. I mean, it might be a little different, right? With yeah. Dawson, or, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll get a day off here and there, right? I mean, they, they're able to spread out the practices pretty nicely. What they're going usually a Saturday, Wednesday, Tuesday. They they're doing like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Tuesday, Saturday. Thursday, Saturday. So they never have back to back practice days. But you know, maybe every once in a while he'll get a a Thursday off or something. But they'll like, have the same. They'll have certain drills, just like Josh Gaddis did. Certain yeah, drills yeah. With the receivers, and by the way, we have a new receivers coach um kevin beard but yeah, I, I guess we, sure. we didn't even talk about there's there's a lot to talk about this week so no gonna... i mean there's like too much news but yeah. beard is now the receivers coach so former kane uh well he's been a kane all along really yeah um, the guy loves this program anyway uh national championship team receiver nicest mm-hmm. guy in the world i mean nicest guy uh just a good person um and uh god i i I hated when they fired him last time mark rick i did all my research Mm -hmm. i wrote the story mark rick uh took uh, dugan right ron dugan's yep yeah instead and that's okay he didn't um yeah ron dugan's still you know he's still coaching at florida state like he's he's obviously eminently qualified 
Exactly. Whatever. And Ron Dugas was a great guy too. Uh, just, um, I'm ha- so happy he's back because I know Kevin really didn't want to leave. Yeah. I know, this. I know he wanted to, he wanted to be here. This is his place, his family. Yeah. here. So, well, all I'm saying is in the, within the office. And by the way, we have a new running back. School. Yeah. Well, it's actually, that gives us, that, that'll move us to number three. Uh, okay, I'm excited to see who the coaches are. They technically haven't announced I'm, any of these hires. We know Tim Harris Jr. Even though they haven't announced coach. it. Yeah, we know Kevin Beard is a new wide receivers coach. Uh, we actually don't know who the new defensive ends coach is. Although, and by the way, David, um, we, we don't know. We don't know for sure that Kevin Beard's. It's, it's a, kind of funny. It's like that UM has not. The only thing UM has made official in quotes is the offensive coordinator, Dawson, the defensive coordinator, Lance Gidry. Oh, oh, oh. And they also made official the inside, inside linebackers coach, Derek Nicholson, which of course takes me on another tangent, but let's talk about, go ahead, the running yeah. back. Uh, obviously, Tim Harris Jr. coming in as the running backs coach. We'll get our first look at him, the- I, I would assume, on Saturday. Uh, son of uh, legendary Booker Ice. T. Washington uh, coach I- Tim Ice Harris. Right. Um, another guy, you know, who has been in the Miami program uh, before, right? He was, was he? Kane. Yeah, he was a Kane. Okay. Was he, he was a, like he was a, a GA star- or something, too, at some point, wasn't he, at Miami? I think he was in the pro. Either way, another thing. And the point is, he was a, a star track. He was a star yes, runner. track star. Yep. By the way, David, and here's another to God. There's so much to talk about off this. But, um, you know, Tim was very big. He was a, a an Olympic, uh, Olympic trials guy in the 800 meters. He, Tim Harris uh, Jr., he, um, he, he's very big on, on track and field. And the old Canes, the old former Lee, mm-hmm. you know, Santana Moss, all the big stars were track yeah. and field guys. Uh, and Amy Dean loved that, the, tra- the, pr- the director of track and field. They they were very big. And this program kind of stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm wondering if they'll go back to it. But go yeah. ahead. Go, go um, ahead. Anyway, so you, talk, you touched on Kevin Beard, another former Kane coming back. Uh, defensive ends coach remains open. I think there's a pretty decent I, chance it could be Jason yes, Taylor getting promoted. I it, and I and and by the way, uh, I think I think Jason will is going to take the job. Um, we're just being care. I mean, yeah, we don't know for minute, sure that story could come out I, I, any minute. But and and I I think he will. But you got to be careful if you're in Miami, Miami Herald and write you know for sure he's taking it. We'll yeah. we'll see what happens. It could happen any minute. But um. Jason, what's interesting to me is Derek Nicholson was named linebackers coach. inside, inside no, linebackers the ILB, yes. the inside yep. linebackers from UM. He's one of the guys that officially were named. Yep. So, so okay, so he was named that. Okay, before uh, Charlie Strong was just the linebackers, linebackers. and obviously okay. Joe Salavea is the defensive, defensive line line coach. coach. So here's here's the and thing. Rod Wright was the defensive ends coach. Right, Rod Wright. Well, they really worked with the tackles, basically. Right. So here here's the thing. Uh, you know, I when if and and probably when Jason is announced or takes, we write that he's taken that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figure I we keep saying defensive ends coach that he would be the defensive ends slash outside linebackers. Um, yeah, they have They've already named an inside linebackers coach, yeah, and, and or maybe they'll call him something like I don't know, pass rush special, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he'll have some title where he's working with all the guys, which you know, I'm, Rod Wright kind of had that too. Maybe those guys and um, yeah. deep, 
I don't know what they'll call him, but you know he's going to got the guys rushing the quarterback. He's going to be so. Not not a bad guy to have coaching that. Yeah, I'm. But by the way, I'm very excited about that too. If he takes a job, I'm I'm really psyched about. I don't know. I don't know Lance Gidry at all, but I'm I'm. And I the rest of the guys are all all pretty exciting local ties, all that kind of stuff. I love Kevin Steele. Okay, but he's in Alabama, so yeah. Um. Uh, next one I got on here, and this kind of goes back to what you said at the beginning. Like they got a lot of changes with transfers and coaches. Like Mario is a big personality, but like you said, you want to see like what that energy is like. I'm curious if there will be a, a culture change. Might not be the right word. It's the the phrase I put down, but like right. I'm just interested to see how much different the kind of feel is, the excitement, the energy, the routines at practice. Right, like. Um, you know, Mario Cristobal with a lot of the moves he made this summer, it was kind of like a tacit acknowledgement that what happened last year was not working. And obviously a lot of that is scheme stuff, but you know, some of that could be coaching or, uh, like culture and personality and, you know, freedom for your assistant coaches, all that kind of stuff too. So that, that'll be pretty interesting to watch. It's a hard one to quantify, but it's something you get a feel from being out there and watching practice, which we should say, we didn't watch a lot of practice during the fall. <laughs> um, so it's a little hard to judge, but okay. uh, we did see the spring obviously last year and, and we'll be able to kind of compare and contrast. And there will be, they'll be all psyched up. Like I said, yeah. I, they're going to be all pumped up and they should be. They're excited to to get out there. The new coaches are excited to make a difference. So, yeah. and they've got some really exciting transfers. I mean, the offense, we, I'm not talking much about the offensive line here, but getting Javion Cohen in and, and, uh, Matt Lee, the center from uh, right. UCF, like they, they got some big time transfers at, at some really important spots. Even if you mentioned wide receiver, like there's a couple of spots where you may want to like them to see get a little more aggressive, but they found some good, good pieces there. Uh, last one I got, um, it's kind good of, weird, but it was our fifth one here because the first chance to see some freshmen, anyone you're really excited about, which, who's, which yeah. freshmen are going to pop sh- out here. Is Francis here? Francis. Yes, Francis is here. Yeah, Francis I, want to, I, I want to, I want to see him for sure. Right. Yep. The number one or depending on which recruiting uh site yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's like competing for a starting i mean probably early but yeah i think francis Maui go if i'm saying it right uh 6'5 330 pounds if that's true yep. and and samson okun lola also uh one of the top tackles in the nation really psyched to see them um I'm psyched to see Ruben Bain. You know these guys. I don't know them as well. Ruben yeah. Bain, right? Uh, defensive end. I'm excited to see him. Jaden Wayne. Um, I there's um, I don't know. There's yeah, there, and I'm a couple of the, and always, the always some of these guys wind up not playing because they had an injury oh, in high school oh, yeah. that you know they wait till they get to college to get surgery on it because. Uh, um the, yes pay for it uh like i think Jaden wayne um i know he was hurt i'm not sure if he's gonna be uh, that's a good point david uh, you know we're gonna get hopefully that would be helpful get a piece of paper yeah. listing like 25 people that can't play or whatever and our barry jackson reported already let's see uh that uh james williams is out because i think he had shoulder surgery something mm-hmm. like that um so there there's going to be a lot of people that are limited or we see out there, they don't really do anything. Yeah. A lot of times it's the offensive lineman. I, I you know, um, how about Zion Nelson? Yeah. I and mean, we haven't I, seen him. He's like new, but yeah. He's not new, but I, I, he feels new. Yeah. We haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out one other name. Obviously, like you mentioned, the linemen are exciting. Uh, I think Nathaniel Joseph 
who's the top ranked receiver coming in. Like we, you talked about receiver. That's just going to be an important one to watch. But the one I'm excited to see is Collins, Ishiampong, another guy who I know was hurt last year. So we'll right. see, but six, seven, two fifty four, um, defensive lineman. Like I'm just excited to see what that looks like in person. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's Greg Russo esque and uh, a guy like that. You, you saw him, once on a college practice field, you're like, oh, that guy belongs here. You know, sometimes it takes freshmen some time to look like they belong. Uh, he seems like a guy who might look like he belongs, even if he's not practicing, even if he's just hanging out um, and watching practice. Um, I'm just excited to see him in person. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm kind of psyched for, for practice. Yeah, I love spring football. You usually get to see a little bit more. We'll see. Um, always more laid back, right? Uh, people hanging around, alumni hanging around, local coaches, high school coaches and stuff hanging around. It, it's always fun. And, and there'll be a junior day this weekend too. So it'll be a busy weekend in Coral Gables. Um, but we will finish things up there. We'll be back next week to recap the first uh, week. Basically, yeah, the first week of spring practice, I guess. Um, it will be back in the uh, Susan Miller Degnan uh, roaming Herald office uh, next week. Uh, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then we're going to, we're going to get disconnected everybody. Yeah. But there is a, well, after, after next, we have three days of practice Saturday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and then UM goes on spring break. So, yeah. so uh, okay. until then follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. Follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.